Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. Welcome to episode 28 of the Don't Forget to Write podcast. I am super excited about today because I think I am going to talk about something that we have not talked about before, and that is parenting. And the big question I want to ask is, are you lying to your kids? Before we get started, I just want to encourage you all to continue to leave a review on Spotify, on iTunes, and also the more that you share this on Instagram, the better it is for the podcast and for other people who may be struggling in different areas and this podcast may reach out to them. Maybe they're thinking about, uh, man, what do I do next as far as counseling? Or they're curious of how can they truly be a believer and have mental health problems? Or maybe you know someone going through depression or anxiety. Man, I want to encourage you to share this. The more that we can get the word out and the more that we can talk about these things, I believe the more that we can save lives and see people grow in their walk with Christ. So thank you for subscribing and being a contributor to the DFTW podcast. Having a family is amazing. I love it. I've got four kids and an amazing wife who I just am blown away by. I love being a husband and a dad, and I truly want to be the best I can at all times in any way possible. And one thing that I have learned that has made us a stronger family is that I've got to be real. And I've got to be real in every area of my life. I mean, I've got to be the same person that I am at work, that I am at the gas station, that I am while driving, and that I am at home. That means when I'm at work and I'm doing ministry and then I'm behind the wheel, I can't be flipping people off and cussing at them and trying to run them off the road because maybe... Um, they were having a bad day and slowed down in front of me. But at work, I was super nice and calm and great, you know, doing the pastor thing. And then all of a sudden I get home and I'm angry and I'm, I'm cranky and I'm all these things. What happens is we become at times chameleons, meaning we change with our surroundings. We put on a different hat depending on where we are. And man, I'm just telling you, I have done this a few times, and I really regret it. I wish that I would have learned this early on in my marriage and early on with with my children. And you may be wondering at times, why will my family not follow me? Why are my kids not listening? I mean, I maybe you've quoted scripture to them, like, obey your parents for this is the Lord telling you to, and you have to do everything that I tell you, and I am your dad, and I am your mother. And you're like, why won't they follow me? Well, it's hard to follow what they cannot get behind because they may not not ever know what you they are going to get. When I was going through some of the hardest times of my life and I realized that I really need to go away for some time to work on myself, I was so afraid of what everybody would think, but especially I was afraid of what my children would think. Why would their superhero dad have to go away to a place to work on himself? And someone told me, I am giving them the best gift I could ever give my family. I was like, yeah, right. I'm giving them me away for 45 days. I didn't want to live. I wasn't 
doing well. Life was out of control, so I felt. And somebody told me, that's the best gift that you could ever give them. I didn't get it. It was so confusing because I thought I was showing them weakness by getting help when ultimately I was showing them strength. Your children need a hero. They need to see that you're not a superhero. Let me say that again. Your children need a hero. And maybe even if your kids are grown and you're like, man, Michael, this doesn't apply to me anymore. I'm not coming home from work and they're just so excited to see me or I'm not cooking their meals all the time. Or maybe you are and they're in their 30s. That's cool. The truth is they need to know that you're not a superhero. When they feel that you're a superhero and you never have anything wrong, then they are only going to push down everything that they were naturally born with and be super confused and you will never know that they're doing it because they think if I show emotion, if I show them upset, then they don't understand because my parents are perfect. And when you find the courage to let your kids see your true humanity, you'll see you're not so different from one another and you'll find it that people will be easier to connect with. When you're authentic, people are drawn to authenticity. I mean, just think about you. Are you drawn to someone who's just kind of out and they they seem like they have it all together and they never have anything wrong? I mean, people are drawn to authenticity way more than people who project a caricature of themselves to the shifting environments that they are placed in. And your kids are no different. Imagine them voluntarily coming to you for advice instead of you having to twist their arms and say, so what's going on? Tell me what's up. I, I don't understand. And you're only getting a few syllables out of them. When you allow yourself to be more open, your relationships with your kids will stop being strictly about rules and responsibilities. You will become two human beings loving and supporting each other. But it starts with you. If you want your kids to open up, then you have to be willing to open up to them. And you're like, well, Michael, I mean, I just can't tell them everything because if I do, they're going to think this. And that is why I think you are listening to this podcast. And if you're not a parent and you're listening to this, this applies to all areas of your life. I can remember times with my own children when I would feel like they would never talk to me about anything. Like, why are they talking with Erica more than me? And I felt like, man, I've done something wrong. Maybe because I was constantly telling them to suck it up. It doesn't hurt. Stop crying. Why are you doing that? What's the deal with you? I mean, I, I can remember before really working on myself, these were things that I would say on a daily basis to children. Telling them, don't cry, suck it up. It's not a big deal. And I have learned that these are things that they do not need. The problem was, that was how I was living my life. I was so sad, so I would suck it up and not cry. I was so angry, so I would just push it down and it would come out at the wrong time. I was only pushing down what I didn't understand. And when it all came out, it came out super sideways. And I spent such a long time not being honest and real with myself. I walked around living this perfect performer life, the life that I thought I was supposed to live. And this was a life that truly pushed me on and helped me survive as a child. Because the more perfect and the more performance that I did, the less abuse that I received. I believe that emotions and feelings showed weakness. Because when I showed that as a child, it became a bad situation for me. I never talked about my feelings. With my children and my wife, I gave guidance and instructions. I mean, I wasn't a jerk to my kids. I was only loving them the best that I knew how. 
but I couldn't let myself see who I really was. I mean, there was no way I could let my kids or anyone else around me see behind the curtain. And that was exhausting. And praise the Lord that those days are now behind me. I've stopped lying to myself and it's allowed me to be honest with everybody else. And my kids know my story. They know what's going on. They understand what happened to me and that I was I was in a hard place and that I'm actually still getting help and that I don't have it all together and that I'm always working on myself. And they see that. And the best thing that has happened to my parenting is that I know me. I'm now able to play with them and be super present. I'm able to be there for them and level with them when they're sad or confused. The first time that my kids saw me cry after I returned from onsite, it scared them. They were like, why are you crying? What's going on? They had never seen this. They had never seen this before. And I had told them, I'm so sorry that I did not ever show you true emotion and that I never cried around you. And you're probably going to see a lot more. And there's a lot of people that may hear this and be and disagree with me. And that's fine. And you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there are people that may disagree with me. And you may think, I don't want my kids to see me cry. I want them to see strength and I want them to see power. Well, that is awesome. I need you to understand that when the disciples were hanging out with Jesus, they saw him be emotional. And so if you have more strength and power than Jesus, I am impressed. Vulnerability exposes a truth society and tradition try desperately to keep hidden. I'm going to say it again. Being vulnerable exposes a truth society and tradition are trying so hard to keep hidden, as well as the enemy. You need to understand you are unique and you are put on this earth to be you. You have the power to replace the life that you've been told to live with the life you were born to live. Can you think of anything more important to model that for your family? Being vulnerable with your kids means letting them into your life. It means that you got to share more of yourself with your kids, and it makes a safe place for them to share with you. When you tell them what scares you, then they're going to tell you what scares them. When they know that you feel the same emotions that they have, they're going to come to you when times get rough and when times get hard. They know that you've been there and can relate without judgment. I mean, this is huge. This is massive. The last thing you want to do is have your kids keep stuff in and not tell you anything. And you may be wondering, why won't my kids tell me anything? Maybe because they think you're superhuman and they have never seen you really deal with anything at all. Maybe because when things are going on, you close the door and you have these conversations with your with your spouse and they're not seeing you guys argue and, and work through things. Or when they do see you argue, it's disgusting and gross because they're seeing that happen, and then you leave and you're around other people, and you're completely fake. Your authenticity will become the basis for your kids' trust. Fight the urge to tell your kids what to do and what not to do. Instead, focus on teaching them the incredible power that their choices have to shape their futures. Talk openly about choices that you've made and what those choices created in your life, both good and bad. And when you give them your knowledge and your wisdom as an offering, Instead of an instruction, they will be more open to receiving it. Sharing your stories will show them that you've been in their shoes and will help them see what you might do differently if you had the chance to. Convince them not to judge themselves if a choice doesn't work out. They have the power to make another choice. Your vulnerability is only going to help teach them how to take ownership over their lives. And you might think there's no way that you can let your kids in on the mistakes you've made. 
how can you tell your kids not to do something if they know you've done the same thing? Again, we've got to be open with them and they will be open with you. Talk about the mistakes you've made. Talk about what you've learned from those mistakes. Your kids are going to make their own choices anyway. Your job is to create an environment in which they can be open to receiving all you have to offer. It's in this space that your kids will make consistently better choices. Now let's recap on how you can put this into practice in your life. The first thing, start by having the courage to look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself without judgment about who you see looking back at you. Because the only way that you can help your kids create the life they were meant to live is by creating the life you were meant to live. Are you doing that? Are you being real with yourself today? If not, it's time to get real and stop faking. The second thing, teach them everything that you've learned, the good, the bad, the ugly. Again, you know your children and you know what they can take and you know what you should say at the proper time. But eventually, as they get older, be real with them. Show them who you really are. It's okay to let them know that you failed because when they see that you have failed, it's going to be able to show them that you're real and then they are telling you the truth. Then whenever they fail, they are going to feel more open to come to you and talk to you. Help them see that when a choice doesn't work out how they wanted it to, they can simply make another choice. They need you to help them understand that. Lastly, You can preach at them from a pulpit, or you can lie quietly beside them and talk about your lives. The choice is yours. I truly hope that this episode of the DFTW podcast will help one person today. I don't know where you're listening to this. I don't know how you even got involved with this podcast, but I'm thankful for you, and I'm praying for you. If there's anything I can do for you, there's so many different ways to find me. I'm on Instagram at Michael underscore head. I'm on, I have a Facebook page. It's Michael head, man, reach out to me. Let me know if I can connect you with anybody looking forward to hearing how this podcast has possibly changed your life and possibly changed your parenting because it went in, it changes your life. It's going to change everybody else around you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you right here next time on the DFTW podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.